Hi there, Build Your Own Fairy Tale podcast listeners. I'm career coach Shannon Russell, host of the Second Act Success podcast, where I share inspirational conversations with women who have changed careers or started living a second act in life. My mission is to share stories and offer career advice that will motivate you to produce your best life. You can listen at secondactsuccess.co forward slash podcast or search Second Act Success on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Now it's time to introduce you to the incredible host of the Build Your Own Fairy Tale podcast, Kristen Latini. Tired of being tired all the time? Have you wondered if there's got to be something more out there? Hi, I'm Kristen Latini, and I started asking myself these very same questions a few years into working mom life. And the type A scientist in me could not let it go. So I got curious, and the Build Your Own Fairy Tale podcast was born. Join me each week as we dig into different ways to do life, whether that's decluttering your closet or starting a side hustle. Together, we'll uncover steps toward the ultimate fairy tale. So consider yourself sprinkled with fairy dust and let's go. Thank you, Shannon. And welcome back, everyone. I wanted to start today with a question or a trip down memory lane, if you will. Were you lucky enough growing up that you got to go with one of your parents to take your kids to work day? Or maybe you've been lucky enough as an adult to take your children with you to your place of work. I know I was able to do this with my girls a few years ago, and it was really fun. Now, Imagine that simple act of taking your kids with you to work is a transformational moment in their lives. I mean, that is the ultimate coolness. You have these beautiful children with hopes of inspiring them to go out there and follow their dreams. Make the world a better place, right? For Courtney Elko, she had fond memories of Take Your Kids to Work Day. In fact, her dad was the business owner. So imagine you walk in with your dad and he's the big boss. But while it stuck with her, she loved that day. She loved that memory. She didn't really get excited about his business because it was the HVAC business. And she thought, like me, okay, cool. I'd like to have my own business, but I just need to find what that business is in. After spending nearly 20 years in journalism, today, Courtney coaches female entrepreneurs to get curious about their own story so they can share it in their messaging, content, and marketing in order to expand their business. And I don't want to give away her whole story, but let's just say it reaffirms my love for puzzles. Courtney's story will inspire you to focus on your why and put yourself back in the story, all tying back to this month's focus on purpose and mindset. So let's get to it. Courtney, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Same here. I know we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot in common. We do. Um, (laughs) But I thought before we get into, you know, your business coaching and that side of things, you could tell us, you could share with us, if you could be a fairy tale or fictional character, who you would be and why. Yeah. So I like really had to think about this one. (laughs) You know, people say this is like the hardest question. I'm like, really? (laughs) Well, I'm not like up on my Disney characters or or fairy tale people. So I have to be any fictional, any fictional. Right. Yes. And then I thought about it and I'm like, oh, well, duh. It's Jasmine from Aladdin. (laughs) Okay. Jasmine. (laughs) Yeah. I loved her growing up. She's good. Yeah. I mean, she has the best outfit, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) she also, I just like that she, wants to do her own thing and explore the world and she's curious and she th- she knows there's bigger things beyond the palace. Yeah. And she wants to go see them. I love that. That's definitely me and who I am. I love traveling, but to me it's it's the exploring and the learning new things and learning about new people, places and 
things that I think me and Jasmine are uh, similar. <laughs> I love it. Jasmine's a good one. And I like the tie too. Like you think this is a princess. She's in the castle. Like what more could she want? Right. But she does. She wants to explore. So I think that's a really good tie into to the theme of the month with like, what's your purpose and how does your mindset impact that? Because you may be the princess and live in the castle, but what's your purpose? Like, you know, you're made for something even more, right? Right. So. Exactly. So, okay. Then tell us, because you mentioned you like the travel and I understand that a few years ago you had what you would have considered your dream job before you then made this pivot to business coaching. So can you take us through a little bit of that career journey for yourself? Yeah. So I started way back in, in the news industry, newspapers, believe it or not. That was my, my first like job out of college and news was great, but it's also not the greatest <laughs> for, for other reasons. It's yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. I imagine it's hard to plan a social life if you're always waiting for the breaking story breaking or news. whatever. Yes. Yes. It's high stress, a lot of hours, not a lot of pay <laughs> and not a lot of uh, job security either. I was laid off twice from news jobs just because they the companies weren't making money or they pivoted, that kind of thing. So I wanted to transition into what I thought would be a more secure job <laughs> and my dream because I have a passion for travel and I wanted to be in the travel space writing about travel. But it was my longest layoff before getting that travel job. I, it was almost probably almost a year and a half. So it was a struggle. I was doing a lot of random things to, to make ends meet. And when I got the dream travel job, I sobbed <laughs> with, with <laughs> gratitude. I was so happy that I got this job. It was a family travel website. And I will say it sounds way more glamorous than it actually was. I mean, it was a great job. Don't get me wrong. But like, not all jobs are perfect, <laughs> but I did. I got to travel usually about once a month on pretty cool trips and then come back and, and write about them from the angle of like a mom planning her trip. So it was fun. I was in my thirties. I, I thought this was the job. I would be retiring from this job. You don't quit this job because you get to travel, but there was a ceiling because no one leaves and no one leaves. No one quits. There wasn't a lot of room for growth. Like It took a very long time to get a promotion. I was already doing the job of the new job title for a long time before I, I had the new job title. But yeah, there's just no, there was no room for growth, but I got to travel. So I'm like, well, you just, you, you let that go. <laughs> yeah. It pays the bills. I get to travel. Okay. That seems good enough. Exactly. Cause yeah, what I was writing was not by any means, like Pulitzer Prize winning content. <laughs> <laughs> but it was helping people decide where to travel. Yes, but it was like telling moms where the bathroom was next to the pool. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's a very important thing. <laughs> that's very thing important, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is very important. But yeah, people are like, oh, you like wrote about travel? I was like, well, yes, but I also wrote about the best stroller to fit on a plane, like that kind of thing. So it was definitely a great job. And I thought I would never leave there, but the pandemic had had other plans for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I imagine yeah. like travel was really hit hard during the pandemic. It was, yeah. So the job that I thought had the best job security ever, like I was like, oh, travel, like that's always doing well. <laughs> and it was a big corporation that I worked for. It was no longer a startup or anything. It wasn't a startup, which were the other ones that I was laid off from. But yeah, pandemic, that'll take out the, the travel space for sure. <laughs> The amount of money that they were losing in daily 
was insane. And we tried to pivot quickly, immediately started making different type of content to write about for the moms, like how to travel from your room. (laughs) I did many an article on virtual zoos and virtual things that you can do with the kids. But that only took us so long when you're a travel website. Yeah. All right. So then what happens? So I was laid off and I had I had started a travel blog because I think my history of having been laid off three times at this point, I wanted to back up. So I had started a blog before, but at least a year or more before I was laid off, thinking that I could build this up and start making some money from it. And if I were to ever be laid off again, I would have this like safety net of my travel blog. <laughs> So I started the travel blog, but then I completely ignored it and did nothing with it forever until I was laid off. And I was like, wow, that plan didn't really pan out. <laughs> Guess I should have had that a little more ready. Okay. Right. The follow through wasn't really there. Kind of, sort of went back to the travel blog. That was my first thing after the layoff, just to have an outlet to be creative. But it was still in the travel space in a pandemic. So it wasn't. It wasn't going to be making me any money anytime soon. That's for sure. So, and I knew a blog is not a business. Like, yes, you can make money from a, from a blog, but to me, a blog is not a business. And I wanted a business. Looking back now, I realized that I always wanted to be a business owner. I just never really understood what kind of business I could have. Like, I wanted to be the boss, but I didn't know what I wanted to be the boss of. <laughs> yeah, and I always dreamt of doing my own thing, but I'm like, what's the thing? Right. <laughs> like yes. I'm waiting for this divine intervention to be like, here's your thing, right? So, okay, good. I'm glad I'm not alone in that. <laughs> no, definitely not. It took me a while to find my thing. I somehow found the coaching space and I honestly don't remember how. I think I was trying to be better on Instagram. I think the first thing I took was like something on hashtags and how to like be better at hashtags. And it literally built from there. I took, it was my first master class. I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting that this girl teaches me something like that's cool. And then I took another one on something else. And then I just started taking all of these like virtual coaching classes and I found the coaching space. So I had never heard of coaching before. And I even like extremely would roll my eyes at the title life coach. Like I'm like, really? Like life coach. And now I'm so like in that, like, I'm like, I can't believe I didn't, I rolled my eyes at that. (laughs) But now I get it. Like I totally get it. But yeah, I think it was understanding what coaching is, was, was the first thing. And then realizing that I had like my skill, my zone of genius is not everyone's zone of genius. Like I can tell a very good story and I thought everyone could do that. (laughs) Turns out, no. (laughs) I feel like I sometimes have the same thing of like, what is coaching? So help us when you had that, like, oh, this is actually what coaching is. Like, what was that definition for you? What was it that you're like, oh no, I get it now. And I really want to do this. Yeah. It's coming to the understanding that you are an expert in something nearly everyone i would i would go as bold as to say everyone is an expert in something or has an experience or knows how to share something <laughs> with the world and sharing it coaching people in that specific skill or or teaching that you have or that zone of genius that you have that is coaching and teaching them to do something better. They have a problem and you have the solution so you can help them type of thing. I think I saw it as like this bigger thing than it is bigger as in like, I couldn't do that type of 
bigger. Once I got into learning how to coach, I was like, oh, so this is like legit, just like having a conversation. (laughs) It's all about just having a conversation and helping someone holding a mirror up to someone, basically. So the coaching program that I did to learn how to coach, we coached each other and I would give advice and suggestions to women in the group. And then sometimes they would give me advice back and it would be funny because it would be the same thing. What they would say to me, I was like, oh, that's totally what I told so-and-so. And I need to work on that too. Like we don't see it in ourselves. We don't see it. We don't hear it. We're like, wait, those are the same words. <laughs> right. Yes. That happened several times. I was like, oh my God, I tell my clients the same thing, but I'm not doing that for myself. <laughs> so wait, you invested in this class to learn to coach. Did you have a coach too at the time or do you have a coach today? I'm curious. Yes. From that point on, I always have a coach now. <laughs> okay. I feel like everyone's got a coach now in yeah. something. So <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. And it's evolved. I've had different coaches along the way. But yeah, the first, I did these little master classes, and the first one, it was like about 50 people type of thing, but it was like, a, it was maybe a month long. I forget the whole scenario of it now, but I told people that I was a blogger and a writer and the women in that group started coming to me on the side saying like, oh, well, how do I, how do I do this? How do I blog? How do I write this? And them asking me questions made me realize that like my skills were something to share. So that's how I figured out what I could do, what my skill was, which it was weird because I always knew I was a writer, (laughs) but I never saw myself as teaching or or coaching slash coaching. So those women in that group helped me see what it could be. And then I was like, okay, well now I need to learn how to do this. (laughs) So I did get certified in a woman's coaching program and learned all that. And then since then, then it was all about like, well, how, okay, now how do I run a business? (laughs) Yes. Let's learn the next thing. (laughs) Yes. There's always something else to learn for sure. So yeah, I've had several coaches over the last year and a half, probably now two years. Yeah. Okay. Well, and so then you said writing, but I think it's not just writing, right? It's the art of storytelling. So can you explain what is storytelling? Like you hear that term. I feel like it's a buzzword. Like tell the story. Don't just say whatever it is you're selling, right? I think when I was trying to figure out what my business was, I was like, I don't want to teach people to write. You go to college for that. (laughs) So yeah, I didn't want to teach writing. So I was trying to, I'm like, okay, well, like, but but it's like storytelling and it's business. And when you tell a story in business, like it's different. So like just trying to like morph that out of right. Cause people are like, Oh, you're a writer. Teach me to write. I'm like, or I can teach you to tell a better story. That's, that's the better angle for you. Storytelling is about sharing an experience and about getting to know a person and a business. When we share, Hey, this happened or that happened, whether it's, it's a deep, connection type story or a surface level story. It's more about who you are. It helps me understand who you are and what your business is on a, on a deeper level because it's our experiences and our stories that shape who we are. When you know that about the person or this business you're buying from, like when you know and you feel connected to them, you're that much more likely to engage with them versus like there's five people selling widgets, right? But yeah, the one who right. told you the story about how they got into widget selling and what they love about it. Maybe like, oh, this person I feel a little bit more connected to. So yeah, because your story is unique to you. Like you and I could go to the same event at the same time at the same place, maybe even with the same people, but we are going to have our own 
unique experiences about that event and our own story to share. So everyone has their own unique story, no matter if it's big or small. And and the same goes for business. There are many, many a business coach out there, but my storytelling skills are what make me unique as a business coach. But being able to tell my story in even my way, even if someone had a similar story to me, the way I tell my story is different than someone else. So sharing stories is what makes your business stand out just as much as it makes you stand out as, as a person. Yeah. And it's even part of how we were connecting before we had this this interview, right? Because I'm like, oh, hey, Courtney, I saw on your website that you were telling a story about how you got started during the pandemic and you were doing the same puzzle that I was doing. And I can't believe it. Yeah, it's yes, absolutely. Well, yeah, because I think even just seeing your your Instagram, I was like, oh, I like concept. I'm like, this is cool. I definitely like this podcast concept of, of storytelling. I'm like, that's what I do. Yeah. So it's definitely, I can totally see the benefits of it. I'm curious too, though, even like if you step back before the business piece on a personal level, like we've heard about, you know, the stories we tell ourselves and how important the mindset is. So I can imagine that you, that's your skill of storytelling can even help with that like inner work before you're ready to launch the business. Absolutely. The stories we tell ourselves are absolutely, they influence our mindset. And there's always like running commentary in in our minds, right? So if you're telling yourself a story of uh, I can't or I'm not good enough, and then that's the exact action that's going to happen. But if you flip that to a more, I want to say positive, but like even like it doesn't have to be like rainbows and butterflies positive, <laughs> like just more like self-love type of thing or like build yourself up or believe in yourself. Tell a story that, yes, I can do it. Even if you have to start out in the beginning of comparing, well, she can do it so I can do it type of thing. I mean, you don't want to compare for long term, <laughs> but if you need that to give yourself a boost, comparing is better than lessening yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And this goes hand in hand. We had Lauren Johnson on the podcast talking about mental performance and what you can do to put in those mental reps of like, I think getting to that story that you're going to tell that's going to either pump you up or have you believe in yourself or, you know, be ready to take on the challenge. So I love that eighth has a benefit one for just the personal growth. And then, yeah, you could take it into the business side too. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because I <laughs> just, this might make me crazy. I don't know, but I, I'm always telling a story in my head, like, telling a story like I'm narrating or having like a dress rehearsal <laughs> story in my head at all times and it's very really like if I'm driving to go see a friend like I'm pre-telling the stories that I'm going to tell her in my head on the drive there part of me thinks that like that's how I've perfected my craft over the years <laughs> that I'm like constantly writing quote-unquote writing a story in my head so then when it comes out usually been told a couple, at least once in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Practice makes perfect. Well, and I'm curious too, with your business coaching clients now, I imagine maybe, maybe it's not, it's just me. Clients coming to you saying, well, how do I uncover that? Why? Like you discovered it was storytelling. Like, are there exercises or things you take your clients through to help them even uncover their why? Or maybe that leads to then the story that they want to tell and share. Yeah, absolutely. It's usually the first thing I have I, I do with my clients is because to me, the, their story is the foundation of their business. So you have to have that first, and then you can build all the things on top of that. But I think your why equals your story. I think the two phrases are, are interchangeable because I think if someone says, oh, well, why did you start your business that you can easily have a service 
level answer of, oh, like, well, I wanted to be around my kids more or I wanted more flexibility in my schedule. Like those contributed (laughs) to why you started your business, but it's not why you started this business. Like you can start any business. So why did you start this business? I think thinking about it as more of a story helps you to see that deeper level of of the answer to the question. Because yeah, I have, so I have my clients do what I call transformational moments, or I have them write out their story, but that's a little overwhelming. (laughs) So I break it down into transformational moments and have them reflect back on transformational moments in their lives. And the word transformation is big, but transformational moments can be big or small. Like they can be, I was laid off in a pandemic and decided it was time to focus on building a business, that's a big transformational moment. Or it can be like I, a ripple in in the water type of thing. You threw a pebble in the water and it like rippled out, a ripple effect type of transformation of like I read a book or I took my first masterclass and it spurred some some inspiration. There can be little transformational moments. And the moment is just the event. When you actually dig in, it's I was over here. I was traveling, having my dream job. Then this event happened of the pandemic and being laid off. That's the little part of the story. And then now I'm over here and building this business. So it's the before and the after that is your actual like story. (laughs) The transformational moment is just, that's what the person usually remembers. Like, oh, well, I started my business because I was laid off. Well, okay. Well, like what was, what was happening before that? And where are you now? You're right. It's that before and after because yeah, people remember like, oh, I want to be with my kids or I got laid off or that's the, the one big thing they remember. But if you really dig in, there was a lot of lead into that and then plenty after. Yeah. And there's always, there's many a transformational moment also. Like there's the most immediate one, like for me, it, starting my business is the, the layoff. But I recently, I was taking some clients through their transformational moments and I started looking at my own a little more. <laughs> I was going on a walk and I'm like, oh my God, like I was connecting way more dots for where I am today from way back in childhood. I'm like, oh, those are transformational moments too. Like I went on, I'm pretty sure it was the first ever, like the first year they did take your daughter to work day in the 90s, I think it was. (laughs) And I'm nearly positive that that my dad was a business owner. He's a retired business owner contractor. And going to work with him on that day, I was in sixth grade, fifth grade. And seeing him, I was just so proud that like he was my dad and he was the boss type of thing. And it wasn't like he wasn't in an office. I I couldn't even tell you a lot of what we did that day. It was just cool. Like people knew who my dad was and he was just shaking hands and he was a HVAC contractor. So we went on the roof of buildings. <laughs> but, and, and he said to me on or during that day, like, well, you can take over this, this business if you wanted to. And I was like, oh, really? Like that might be cool. And in my mind, I wanted the business. I didn't want to work in HVAC. <laughs> that wasn't my, my calling. <laughs> But for years, like I was, I would always like, well, maybe I could go work for my dad. I'm like, no, I don't, that's not my passion, (laughs) but I want the business part of it. So looking back now, that was my before take your daughter to work day. Then 
20, 30 years of life was the middle part. And now I'm actually doing that business. It took me that long (laughs) to figure out what my business actually would be. But looking back now, I'm like, oh, I've had this dream for decades. And isn't it amazing? This is what (laughs) keeps me up at night. I'm like, isn't it amazing? You had the dream. We didn't really know it was the dream, but like you had the experience. It stuck with you. Yeah, we still go off and do all these things that we think we're supposed to do because we're like, you go to college, you get this job, you do this. Like, that's just what everyone does, right? So we so easily forget and leave those dreams behind. And it takes then some really purposeful work to be like, oh, yeah, I did have this dream. Exactly. <laughs> it's still my dream. Yes, because, yeah, I think that's what I also help a lot of my clients with because I think we get stuck in the routine. We like wrap ourselves up in a nice little bow of our title of like wife, mom, even entrepreneur. And we completely forget who we are. You have a personality beyond <laughs> beyond all of that. And I think as women, it's very easy to just put yourself to the back of the line and you forget your passions and you forget what makes you, you. And looking back and remembering your passions, remembering your stories, I think does actually help you figure out what your business is today. And then it helps you to build your business in a more authentic way, show up on social media in a more authentic way when you know your truest self and you're not like, oh, well, I'm a mom. Like, yes, and Mm -hmm. (laughs) you are also all these other things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even when I meet women who are stay-at-home moms and then they'll start something on the side. I'm like, they lead with, oh, and I do this on the side. Like, no, but you do that, you know? So I feel like whatever, whether it's doctor, lawyer, stay-at-home mom and anything in between, right? It's like, oh, but it's just this. No, it's so much No, it's not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate the word just. I try to remove the word just from from every sentence. You don't need that one. (laughs) Yeah. Because, yeah, it's bad words. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. That was part of my why. Like, the travel of my last corporate job was the impactful part. And I mean, I tried my hardest to bring that to the page, but it was traveling that was bigger and impactful and impacting. But my life, (laughs) I wasn't impacting my reader's life. I mean, to a point, I guess, but I knew I wanted more. There had to be like more meaning to my life and to my work. So when I started to realize that like, I'm like, oh, okay, so this skill set of storytelling, I can help them to see their truest self and then share that with the world. And that to me is much more impactful than writing an article about strollers. <laughs> yeah. Well, ta- yeah. taking it back to Jasmine, you can open their eyes. You can show them a whole new world, Courtney. I mean, I could go exactly, online. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I do. I do try and show them a whole new world for sure. Yeah. Or at least show them that there's there's more to their world than, than car line. There's, there's more like you get stuck in the routine and, and you don't have to be stuck in your routine. Yep. What is one action tip? that listeners can take to start either uncovering or maybe they they maybe know what that is and start telling the story, something that we can take action on today to improve our stories. Yeah, I would, I always suggest starting with the medium that, that you like best. For me, it's the written word. I can express myself best through writing and I've morphed into showing up on Instagram stories and making reels and all that kind of thing. So I think figure out where you share 
most comfortably for you because it's not easy to, to share your story. So you at least want to be able to, if you're not a writer, then you should not be writing <laughs> on the first go of it. If you prefer speaking into, into a mic, then then that's, that's your first go of it. Once you know where or how you're going to share, you can start small. Like you don't have to tell like the story on from the jump. <laughs> you can ease into it. And that actually... Going back to our whole puzzle connection, that's kind of how it happened for me. Like I've been a storyteller my whole life. I kept a journal and a diary and all that stuff until about college. And then I started telling other people's stories and I stopped telling my own. I stopped journaling and I stopped sharing about me because that's like a huge no-no in journalism. You don't put yourself in the story. So it was in the pandemic that that and doing a puzzle in the pandemic that shifted that for me. It was a pebble transformational moment. It was a small transformational moment, but it definitely was one. So I I live alone. I'm single. So I was trying to entertain myself <laughs> during lockdown and started a puzzle. I, I've always enjoyed doing puzzles. So I was doing this puzzle and I started talking on Instagram stories about the puzzle. And I had always, for my work, been on Instagram and Instagram stories, but I was never like facing the camera. I was always showing like, oh, look at this cool resort or whatever. And then never talked about me. So I turned the camera around and started talking to the camera, which that was hard to do in the beginning. I, I was going to say, was that scary since you wasn't a muscle you were typically? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, it was. I looking back now, I'm like, oh my God, like I would record the same thing like 20 times <laughs> before it would actually hit publish or make it go live or whatever. Cause yeah, I'm like, nope, that I said that weird. That sentence was off. Like, let me do that again. Looking back now, I'm like, oh my God, that was a lot of wasted time. <laughs> but but it was hard to just look at the camera and I was being funny. So like I was doing this puzzle. You, I believe you were, you did the same puzzle in, in the pandemic. It's a Paris scene, Eiffel Towers in like the background. And there's like a couple arm in arm, like in front of a cafe and whatever. So I was making jokes about the puzzle and telling the story of the puzzle. I still wasn't talking about myself. I was telling the story about the puzzle and just trying to be funny and entertain in the pandemic. and. It became like a thing, like a nightly thing. People would be like, oh, like, where's puzzle time? Like, oh my God. <laughs> and people liked it. So it gave me, like, it energized me to actually want to keep doing it. And I would talk about whatever was happening in the puzzle. So I, as I got to the couple, I started talking about how I was single <laughs> and I was looking for a man, like all these things around. But I was using the word I. I, I distinctly remember being like, I'm single and like, blah, blah, blah. And like told this whole little, like, it was like three sentences about myself. But that was the transformational pebble in, in the pond type of ripple effect that I spun off of. I was like, okay, like that wasn't so bad. But like, let me, let me keep doing that. And then like puzzle time turned into, I like was joking around being an in influencer for like the rest of the pandemic. <laughs> like I was a beauty influencer for a week and like, played with like spray on hair dye and makeup or whatever and cooking. I did a lot of cooking with Courtney because <laughs> I'm a bad cook. So that was the whole thing. But I think that was like my gateway into talking more about myself because people wanted to listen and people continued to watch. I'm like, huh, okay. Like, so this is the thing. And that's about when I started finding the coaching space probably like a few months after that, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I was making that shift from telling other people's stories to telling my own story. 
And it started very small. So that's what finding your medium and starting small, telling a three sentence story about yourself, you'll eventually build up to being on a podcast (laughs) and and sharing even more. (laughs) Yeah. Sharing it all. No, I love that. And I also couldn't help but like draw this connection back to like when you put yourself back in the story, like, cause you as a journalist weren't trained to do that. But it was almost like that you had the dream and then you were like, no, actually, I don't need to do what everyone else is doing or what a society says I should do. Like, I want to do this dream. So you went back to yourself, your wants. So I kind of liked that. that yes. Absolutely. Parallel connection. I don't know what term you would use yeah. there. <laughs> no, it was ab- I, it's exactly that. I had gotten so far as a child, I told stories all the time in my journal and all that kind of stuff. And I had push that aside to tell other people's stories. So looking, it was like, it was again, looking back and reflecting to see, wait, this is what I used to do. <laughs> this was fun for me at some point, man. I enjoyed doing this and now it's my business. So looking back and reflecting on that kind of stuff is what helps you to find that purpose and then that why, and your business is usually behind those, those answers. Can you share with our listeners that if they're in need of a business coach, like what you do with your clients and what what that looks like? So I created what I call a story method. So I usually have them work through that first. The story is an acronym and the S in story is served with self-discovery. So uncover your story is the first thing you do, working through those transformational moments. I have you just like outline them out, your transformational moments, and then at some point you can go back and write them out <laughs> or, or just knowing them is, is step one. And then if you want to flush them out at some point, you can. But yeah, when I think you can serve your clients better when you know who you are better. So that's absolutely the first thing we do. And then I just take you through all the things, figuring out your ideal client, figuring out the messaging behind your business and how to show up and what's your best way. Is it email marketing? Is it Instagram? Is it both? Is it a podcast? <laughs> there, there's so <laughs> many options today. But yeah, and then creating offers and and building, building on top of that. It's definitely, I think people come to me thinking they're going to learn how to create content, which I help them do. But I think it's maybe a surprise that I'm actually working in their business. <laughs> Getting into the actual details of your business is the story is in everything. Your story is in your offers because you created that offer because it's likely you had that struggle too. So sharing that story. I'm sneaking in storytelling in all of our coaching calls that you might not even realize, but helping you to create the content and share the story and build the offers like it all is linked by a story and by storytelling and linked to your purpose. You're going to create that offer because you've walked that path or you want to help someone who has walked that path. Yeah. And I think too, it's just another reminder, like it's not, it doesn't just sit in a box. Like it's not the story that goes over here. The offer goes over here. The website goes over here. Like it's all interconnected. Absolutely interconnected. And yeah, that's also something I help my clients with because repurposing is, is huge. I want you to repurpose everything. There is no need to reinvent the wheel every single day because creating content is can be overwhelming. It absolutely can. And, and I think it holds people back from sharing their story because it's this daunting task of, oh, I have to create this reel. Like, oh, I have to write this email. You may have already said it or, and you could just copy and paste <laughs> from somewhere else, copy and paste from your the email, write your long form thing. I always try and 
that's why I have them write their story. So they have this longer piece of content that they can then pull from for the caption, for the reel, for the email. You can pull, go back to your story and create content from there over and over and over again, and then do it on repeat because people didn't hear you the first three times you said it. (laughs) I want you to say more about repurposing too, because even just in sharing, hey, there's a new podcast episode. I know myself, I've been like, oh no, I already said it. I don't have to say it again. But no, can you yeah. <laughs> reassure us that one, even if somebody saw it, it doesn't mean like you don't see a commercial and then go buy the car, right? right. You need to see it multiple times. You multiple need to hear times. something. You're going to source check, like whether you're buying a car or deciding which podcast to listen to or buying a coaching service, like you need to sometimes hear the message a lot of times where you're like, oh yeah, I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so many times. So many times. And then that's knowing your story. You need to be really comfortable with it because you're going to repeat it 400 million times <laughs> in, in your business. So the more you share it, the more comfortable you're going to get with it. And it needs to be said over and over again and in different formats as well. Like what you say on Instagram, you might tell the same, you might tell one story in an email to your email list. And then repeat that same story in a different form. You're going to speak the story on Instagram stories. The same person could read and watch you and not know that it was the same thing. Like people take in content very differently. And maybe they just skimmed the email or or like, oh, I'm going to, I'll come back to that later. But then they actually watched your Instagram story and listened to it and it connected there of like, People digest information very differently than they do need to hear it numerous times before (laughs) when you're selling your offer or saying, go listen to the podcast or read the blog. One time is not enough. Like five times is not enough. (laughs) Okay, good. I just wanted to have that reassurance because I feel like so many of us struggle with like, well, I already said it. I already put this out. I don't want to like annoy people. They're probably not annoyed. They just didn't see it. They ignored or didn't catch their attention. And that's fine. Then maybe it's not for them. But the people who need to see it will find it or finally it'll sink in that third time or however many times it takes. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole like, I don't want to annoy people. I actually recently talked about this in my own content about how newer business owners don't want to sound too salesy. And that's like the same thing. Well, I don't want to annoy, annoy people. And if you are... are confident in what you're selling and you believe in what you're selling and believe that it can actually help people and you're standing in integrity and you're honest in what you're doing and you know that there is a a result on the other side of of what you're offering, why would I not want to buy that? Yeah. (laughs) It's like like I would be doing you a disservice not to tell you about this awesome thing that I can help you with, that I can provide. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like we can never have too many of those reminders. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just, I honestly think it's a female thing also because it's about being nice. Like, well, I don't, we all want to be nice. And we think we're annoying people if we send too many emails or we repeat the same or we try and sell something like, well, I don't want to annoy people. I want people to like me. (laughs) Not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need the whole world. It's never going to happen. You're not going to always get, you're never going to get everyone to be like, yeah, she's awesome. Right, right. Always going to be that one, at least the one. You just need those ideal clients to like you. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, tell us, Courtney, what's next for your fairy tale? You've been building this business coaching business, focusing on the storytelling. I feel like you're doing a great job so far. What are you dreaming up for for the next vision here? 
Yeah, well, I, I want to keep exploring, explore the world <laughs> and have an even bigger impact. I do have plans to start a podcast, my own podcast soon, but I've not taken any action on that yet. So <laughs> you've got the microphone, Courtney. I do. The one step my, there. <laughs> yes, the, the step one, I have the mic. But yeah, I mean, that, that will happen. I know that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, just continue to grow my business and help more and more clients uncover their story and uncover their businesses and learn and grow and share themselves online. I can't wait to see where you take it. Thanks. <laughs> can you share with our listeners where they can find you? Maybe they need help telling their stories. Instagram is, is my favorite place. I am go live your story on Instagram and my DMs are always open. I love having conversations in the DMs and I have genuine conversations in the DMs because I want to get to know you. I want to get to know your story. I'm not a pitcher in in the DMs. I may eventually pitch you, (laughs) but we will have many a genuine conversation before that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And I can attest to that because that's where Courtney and I first connected and started chatting and talking about puzzles. And we're like, yeah, let's, let's talk about this. So I love it. Thank you. We'll put that link in the show notes as well. But Courtney, I thank you for sharing so much good advice today. So thank you. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. How fun is Courtney? I think I laughed and smiled the whole time we were having that conversation. Courtney is living in a whole new world now, just like Jasmine. She's truly living her story, or as we like to say here, building her own fairy tale. Here are my key takeaways. Number one, knowing your story is more than just good business. It's a key element to your personal success too. As women especially, we often need to be reminded to put ourselves back in the story. Number two, Write down those transformational moments. Take a moment to look back and maybe uncover or reawaken some of those dreams. And this can happen really naturally if you just think about what were some of those transformational moments in your life. And number three, making time for potential space. The puzzle. The puzzle led to Courtney's uncovering her story. We talked about this two episodes ago with Lisa Zarani. I will put the link in the show notes, but Taking time to do that puzzle frees up that potential space, the space for you to dream and live and think up these new ideas. And that is where Courtney decided to play an experiment and become that, as she calls it, pretend influencer, but look to where it's led her. Lastly, I just want to thank you for being here. It means so much to me that we are on this journey together. If you know someone who may benefit from this episode, please go ahead and share it with them and make sure you subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. I'm not giving up on my dreams, and I hope you won't either. I'm Kristen Latini, and this is Build Your Own Fairy Tale. When I set out on my solopreneur journey, I wanted to be the most organized and professional without spending a lot of money. Sound familiar? That's when I discovered a customer relationship management platform called 17 Hats, a game changer even if you're a newbie without tons of clients. Here are three quick reasons why I love 17 Hats. Number one, it allowed me to replace my scheduling tool. Hello, one less subscription to pay for. Number two, I can effortlessly send quotes, contracts, and invoices, helping me look super professional. And number three, magical workflows that allow me to automatically send emails and reminders without being tied to my inbox 24-7. The best part is they've got a free seven-day trial so you can check it out firsthand. And if you decide to purchase, here's the best part. Use code FAIRYTALE for a 50% discount off your first year subscription. So head on over to 17hats.com and check it out. Here's to simplifying and making things more magical.